Got time for a quick story. It's funny how connections can lead into all sorts of interesting directions. I work at, of course, Greatest Hits 98.1 Radio in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and one of the account executives, one of the sales reps here at the radio station, has a daughter who works in the L.A. area, has been working with music involving um, TV shows and such, and music in her own right. Her name is Chevy Smith, and I learned that she is working with the daughter of Eugene Levy, you know, from SCTV, from movies like Best in Show, American Pie, a whole lot of TV and movie presentations. Sarah Levy, along with Eugene Levy, are in Schitt's Creek, the online show, and uh, that, uh, that is going into its sixth and final season. But at the same time, Sarah Levy is releasing a new song, a Christmas song called Big Christmas. So you're obviously mostly known for acting, and your heritage yeah. is acting. So why yeah. <laughs> did you decide to do a Christmas song? Well, you know, music has always been a huge part of my life. I, I've played piano since I was six, and I play guitar, and I've been writing um for as long as I can remember, um, and I actually come from a very musical family. My mom is a great singer and, and songwriter, and my dad actually won a Grammy for a song that he wrote. So it kind of, it, it's it's also in my blood, but not something that a lot of people know about. So, um, so I have that history, and uh, I wrote this song with, with my friend Chevy Smith, who also produced it, um, and I just came to her one day because we'd been writing this this fall and um you know i i i texted her i was like do you want to write a christmas song and she was like yes that sounds so great so i went in and the whole thing kind of came together almost in in one session it took it took barely two and we pretty much had the whole thing done so um so yeah it was like a very fortunate you know circumstance that it was it, it was right before christmas and we could actually get in time out in time yeah and then considering a lot of <clears throat> excuse me a lot of the projects you'll hear about are recorded in the middle of the summer and right. and <laughs> way, way planned out in advance here it's almost like almost yes. seasonal in and of itself it, it was uh, we were just in a festive mood and thought we might as well give it a try not expecting anything to actually come from it and the fact that we we created something that we both loved so much that we wanted to share was uh, was amazing. What was the influence on the song writing on the approach to the the music of it? what 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 kind of influences do you do you put into a Christmas song in 2019? Right? That's a really it's it's really difficult because I mean, there's so much out there already. It's so saturated with music. and we really just wanted to put our own been on something and we wanted the message um to be just about positivity and being with the people that you love no matter who that is whether it be friends or, or family or um a partner um in any capacity and so we kind of started with that idea and we knew we wanted the sound to be kind of big and bright and um and and that was that was kind of what we what we started with, and of course we're influenced by you know all the 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 greats 
um, like, you know, the Mariah Carey's and the more recent great Christmas songs by, you know, somebody like Kelly Clark, you know, has a heavy pop influence. Mm -hmm. Um, just, just taking what we love from, from all the Christmas songs that we love and trying to kind of combine it into one. It was, it's interesting you note the upbeat nature of the song. Last night, coincidentally, my wife and I had up a, a Spotify playlist of like newer Christmas songs. And after a while, we, we, we kind of looked at each other like, this sounds a lot like the New Music Fridays where everything is kind of this moody sort of down-tempo, I've lost yeah. someone at Christmas and somehow yeah. I'll get over it. And you're like, like everything is kind of... Bummer, which I mean, I know people are expressing, yeah. and I get that, but it seemed to right, even right. influence. It's it's infiltrating modern Christmas music too. So hearing your song in contrast, I'm like, whoa, my gosh, this this sounds energetic by comparison, and it is an energetic song, but it yeah. really stands out. Oh, that makes me so happy to hear that. That was really our our point. And as a a, a good friend of mine said to me when I played it for her, she was. She just said, this makes me feel happy. And that was that was really the goal. It was just something um, to bring a smile to somebody's face when they hear it. And they, you know, bop along and sing along. And, and it, it brings a little bit of joy. And I think we could all use a little bit of, of joy around the, uh, the holiday time. What are your favorite Christmas songs? Oh, my gosh. You know what? My, of course, we have to go with. Mariah Carey mm-hmm. um, and and her classic song, but um, I, I think honestly, like my all time favorite Christmas song, something that warms my heart every single time I hear it is the Christmas song by the Ravenettes, hmm. and it is like this. It ah, uh, it, it's it it it's so hard to describe because I just like I have so much feeling around it, but it's. It immediately just gets me into the Christmas spirit, and it, it reminds me of this kind of frosty '70s holiday party where everyone's, you know, drinking spiked cider with with frosty windows. It just paints such a picture in my head, and I have to say that's probably my all time favorite. Now, um, and I say this as somebody who is from the north, and yes. for, for us, Christmas is integral with snowfall and cold weather yes. and everything and the concept yes. of of christmas with like 70 degree temperatures is it, it's a completely foreign concept but of course that's because well we're up north that's just one part of, of the country you guys yes. are, are writing this song sunny southern california where a lot of the christmas classics have been written <laughs> over time some of the best stories are writing christmas classics about winter but it's written on a hot summer day in in palm springs or, or somewhere I know. so I know. Well, how is it? I mean, help describe for those listeners up here in Wisconsin how how to get into a Christmas spirit without being in winter. Which, like I said, it's probably easy for a whole lot of the country, but for us up in Wisconsin, yeah. we're like, how does that work? You know, I I because I grew up in Canada, um, and we spent all our our Christmases in Toronto, so that was uh, that was a huge part of my Christmas. I mean, it still is, even though we spend a lot of um, Christmases um, south of the border. Now, I I dream about a white Christmas. I mean, it doesn't ring more true than it does now. When I, when I think back to, to, you know, going for a snowy walk, and I think we wanted to capture 
those images and th- things that we don't we don't see anymore in California when it is 75 and it's December 21st. Um, we really long for that. So um, we just kind of gathered up as much imagery of, you know, that like festive cold that most people are familiar with at this time of year. Who did you work with um, instrumentally or in the studio? Who who were the folks that helped you out to make the song all come together once you and uh, Chevy had written the song? Chevy. She is a producer extraordinaire. She has an amazing um, musical talent and musical ability to produce uh, something that we had both, you know, sat down and wrote and then tried to figure out how we were going to execute it. And she, you know, we worked together on what kind of sounds we wanted to hear. We knew we wanted, you know, bells and a xylophone and um, happy sounds, but also very familiar sounds um, that we know at Christmas. And we, we went through an assortment of things and I told her uh, things that I wanted to hear, but she, she really um, took the reins on, on most of the production and and crafted this beautiful um, song through through uh, her wonderful um, computer and wonderful instruments and a guitar and a piano and bells and um, so I have to I have to hand it all to her. Where do you hope to? bring this song further down the road because the thing with Christmas songs is you it's not necessarily okay it's just out this year and then it's done and and on to the next it's these things can become multi-year multi-decade affairs so considering we're all I mean we're only a week away from Christmas now there's got to be thinking of 2020 for this So, so what are your plans to build big Christmas I know. Well, that's what we were thinking. I mean, that is the beauty of of Christmas is that these songs play uh, every year. And um, our our goal is to just have it um, be be more mainstream. And and if that happens, it's great. When we initially set out and we were writing it, we were really just kind of writing it for each other and just seeing – um, how it turned out, and and I think we were both surprised at how how excited we were about it, and and that made us want to really put it out into the world. And um, I don't know where where it'll go, but but we wanted to kind of get out there now. Now that we're we're so proud of it, and and um, there's only a few more days left until Christmas, so. Um, next year, we're we're trying to gear up for um, for you know a campaign of some sort. Mm-hmm. Get like sinks and get it into like a movie or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think I was. I you can't never re- have too many Christmas songs. No, no, no. I, in fact, I can't remember who who I had been talking to, but they had said that you could totally see it as like. Is like the go-to, the Hallmark movie kind of song, but it could work in that kind of a totally. setting. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. That's 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 absolutely it. Um, but we we would just be honored for for anybody to to pick it up and pay attention to it. Are you having any other musical plans? Any any future Christmas songs? Any non-Christmas and just in general? What does your musical future look like? You know, my musical. Um, it, music for me has always been really precious because I I do love it so much and um 
because I'm already out there acting, acting in a way you can hide behind because there are writers and editors and directors and things that if it doesn't pan out the way you wanted it to, you can kind of say, well, well, it was a mix of things. But, but writing music and singing it is so vulnerable because it's all you. And um, I think I've always been really hesitant about putting music out because I just, I loved it so much that I didn't want to um, get any negative feedback because I just, you know, I wanted to to just keep it positive for myself. And, and now um, with this, Chevy's been so, uh, so incredible in, in backing me and, and supporting me and pushing me on and having it. She kind of like to force my hand into this thing, you know, with this Christmas song, like, let's just do it. Let's just put it out there. And I was, I was really nervous at first, but she's been so incredible in her support. And I think, um, I think there are going to be some, some, some interesting things ahead this year. I think I've, I've gotten a taste of it and, and want to, put some things that I've already written onto uh, onto an EP or something and see, see where that goes. That's good to hear, literally and figuratively. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what are your favorite musical artists or, or genres, but mainly artists? Which ones do you find yourself most listening to or you like over the years? You know, it's I'm, I'm anything from, you know, Joni Mitchell, Linda Ronstadt, Carol King, you know, those wonderful songwriters, to more modern day, like Brandy Carlisle and Casey Musgraves and Maggie Rogers, but I do love a heavy pop influence as well, like a Kelly Clarkson um, or Mariah Carey. I, I'm very inspired by female singers, songwriters, female musicians, um, and that's been that's been a you know a common thread over the past few years when I've really been trying to hone my own sound and i'm just uh i'm such a huge fan of all of those women well and of course the big thing also was uh or, or also is schitt's creek and the final season starting yeah. in well, yeah. weeks from now january 7th yeah. all right so thoughts on the conclusion of the run of of the show what i mean what what do you think going well you filmed everything now so thoughts on now that it's going to yeah. go out to the public i think I know that everyone's so bittersweet over this. Everyone that I've talked to, all the fans that I've talked to, have just just been saying, "No, it can't be the last season." And I know I totally get that feeling, but but I have to say, the writers did such an incredible job wrapping this whole series up, and I think I think everyone will be so satisfied with with how it ends. Um, and I know it's always difficult when shows that you love do end because they're kind of in your living room um, every week or on your computer um, binging. But they've really done an incredible job. And as as sad as it is and was to say goodbye, I think everyone's going to be really happy with it. What's your favorite memory from shooting the show over the years? Oh, my gosh. You know, I really just think it was spending time with our incredible cast and crew everyone became a really close family and with this cast especially I mean it's so rare that you get a cast that's so incredibly talented everybody's so um unique um and individual but we all just got along so well and and truly truly love each other so really just 
making memories with them on screen and off because we've at this point, you know, spent a lot of time off of screen and um, traveling and we went to Europe in the summer and we've, we've just, we've all just become great, great friends. So that's, that, those are really my favorite memories. So a lot of episodes. Do you have a favorite one? Uh, I, I have to say my favorite, I think, was when Alexis and Twyla go to the bar and Twyla gets a makeover. I was rooting for that episode to happen for a long time. I kept kind of nudging it to the writers, thinking, like, oh, maybe we'll do a makeover episode so I don't have to wear these clothes. Um, and they they did it. They finally, uh, they finally satisfied me. So um, that was so much fun because, you know, of course I get to work with Catherine O'Hara and the unbelievably talented Annie Murphy who's you know one of my closest friends now and and she's so um incredible on screen and such a wonderful actress so um I would say that in the Christmas episode I do love the Christmas episode that's very good and then it's a talented as heck cast I mean that I remember seeing Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara and, I mean, all of the Christopher Guest movies and SCT, SCTV. So you actually, yeah. well, you're related to one and you get to work with those <laughs> folks. And, I mean, that's like a whole lot of envy on the part of a lot of us that, oh, my, you get to do all of that. That's that's really awesome. Beth, uh, something about, about your father's work that most people wouldn't necessarily know if they just watch this stuff and go, yeah, he's he's great. He's hilarious. What Give us something just a little bit of insight in his work and his approach that others wouldn't know if they didn't know him as well as you do, obviously. Sure, sure. You know, I think it's his his work ethic and his attention to detail. Um, he's so incredibly focused. He is the utmost professional. And I think it's always tricky when people see comedy that they think um, there wasn't a lot of effort put into it. Funny people are funny people and they just kind of do what they do and show up and improvise here or improvise there and leave. And in, in actuality, it's, it's not the case or it isn't with, with dad or Catherine, actually, they really spend a lot of time um, preparing and they are always prepared. They always, um, they they always show up and and do their absolute best and and he he takes his work very 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 seriously and uh and it shows because he makes it look effortless so there you go okay then then I, you figured as much but that's good to actually hear it right right from the a, a source very close to the person involved yeah <laughs> um yeah. what's your plan for or your plans i should say plural for after Shit's creek now that the show is wrapping up so what's what's next for you in 2020 um what is next um there is uh, a show that i i have um coming up that starts uh shooting in april um and that is um also on the pop network and um, besides that, it's just seeing where the year takes me. Well, how about we take a listen to the song? This is Big Christmas by Sarah Levy.
Christmas by Sarah Levy. You can listen to it more on Spotify, on Apple Music. Also, make sure you check her out in Schitt's Creek. Final season, season six, premieres January 7th of 2020 on Pop TV. You can also keep up with Sarah via Instagram. She's at Sarah P. Levy. That's S-A-R-A-H-P-L-E-V-Y. She's also on Twitter at Sarah Levy underscore. That's Sarah Levy underscore. This has been the latest edition of Got Time for a Quick Story. Thanks, as always, to my employer, Greatest Hits 98.1 Radio in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, for providing the facilities to record this interview. You can listen to this interview as well at the interviews page at greatesthits981.com. And also listen to this podcast at Apple, Android, Stitcher, Spotify. Tune in, subscribe if you can, and rate this, preferably four or five-star rating if you can. Got time for a quick story? I'm Luke Anthony.